Trigger. Welcome to Masters of Banter, episode 10. What's up, JM? Yes, I'm here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Masters of Banter is ever-growing, ever-changing, as always, like we should do. We decided to expand things. Tell them a little bit about it, JM. We're going to be doing two episodes a week, so we figured that you didn't have enough of us in your life. Not enough. You need more. And also, we tried to talk about so many topics in some of our shows that we had to rush through them, so we wanted to get more in-depth. And uh, give you a little bit more uh, detail on what we are discussing. We are men of the people. The people's champs in here. A lot of people have been requesting more info on the sports and our sports opinion. And while others are requesting more information about TV shows that we're discussing. Because I guess they find our opinions valid. Or maybe they just like laughing at how nerdy we are about (laughs) our TV shows. It's one of the two. I choose to pick the one that's fonder to my opinion of myself. Uh, I pick the one that I'm used to. (laughs) Nerd. All right. So I'm happy to be back with the, with you guys this week. I was gone last week, which uh, Craig and Steve did a good job. Yes, shouts to them, man. I had a good time talking I, business with, and health with them. And I would like to point out that Steve did bring up a, a very valid topic of an epidemic that is going on in society mm. of people committing suicide through nutrition. <laughs> Dietary dot, suicide. Dot, dot, through nutrition. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Please call the suicide dot, 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 through nutrition hotline if you, if you are on a ledge somewhere. Trying to about to dive into a big bowl of Rocky Road. Oh man, something something deep fried and then deep fried again. Deep fried Rocky Road. Ugh. But uh, no, I had, I had a good time listening to that. I actually checked it out today. It was entertaining. If you guys haven't listened, check out episode nine of Masters of Banter with guest host Craig and yes, Steve. Yes. Good Modern. times, man. Health yeah, and business good. episode nine. But today we in your ear episode ten. So with the, the splitting up of the episodes, with the dividing and conquering that we're going to be doing. The first show in the week will be sports related. So let's get right into it. It's what? What's today? It is uh it's Tuesday. I've been off for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday, so it's we're Tuesday. done with all the sports for the week. We we've had um everything wrapped up. Where do you want to start? Um I want to start off with college football. I I just want to talk about it. and me and you were discussing this this before the show uh-huh. and this weekend was a perfect weekend of why I love college football. And I, I must say it was I didn't watch it live like during it, but I was definitely locked in on Monday to Stephen A. and some of the guys that were going over uh, the happenings. Yeah, because in college football you live on a ledge at all points. Like you're extremely excited, but you live in this scenario where if you lose one game, you could end your season. Yeah, your season's done. One you game could, in. in in some cases like Florida State, if you lose that second game, you know you're done. You basically are playing out your season to make a bowl game. And for teams that have a reputation of going to the national championship game, it's it's demoralizing. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things where you live second to second. And also, I think one of the things that adds to it is the youth of the players. And a lot of times you have teams playing with um, like eighteen and a majority are nineteen and twenty year olds mm-hmm. playing. Who I mean, I, I don't know if you. I remember myself being at 18 and 19, and I was not mature enough to ki- I was not mature enough to maintain the consistency of mental the yeah, of, of <laughs> no of mental focus. Yeah, like that it took that it takes I think at some points to play college football because I mean you're looking at you know a season uh, a, a year round sport in football, and you're gonna have those games where you kind of take it all or like you're tired, you're beat down, it's hard to get. Everybody there. has those mental break games. Absolutely. I think even in the pros, they demonstrate after one of your harder fought games that that next game they call it the trap game. Yeah, mental break game. But in college, you don't have the, the time to be able to. You do don't. That. You don't. You take a break. You're done. I mean, in, in the NFL, in the NFL, you could be like my Colts, and we're we're thinking we can make the playoffs with eight and eight record. <laughs> yeah, 
Or you could be like my Bucks with three three losses in a row, and we still hoping six and ten. We're both we're, me and Mike are both having rough NFL seasons, so we're gonna go. Oh, super bad. But no, so it was the craziest thing in the world for me listening to college football because actually I, I was listening. I was watching college football, and in about a thirty minute span, I saw I watched two of the craziest endings that I've ever seen. From I was sitting at my on my couch watching the FSU North Carolina game. And what's funny is I was texting one of my friends who's a big FSU fan and mm. I told him I was and I even told Delia they tried a 51-yard field goal from the center of the I'm the dead center of the field they tried a 51-yard field goal and he kicked it and it it had the distance and it curved just at the end and went went to the right. Yeah. And they, the announcers didn't talk about it very much like, "Oh, we missed it. We expected that the longest kick he's had is 45." But in my head, I was like, he had the distance. It just went wide right. Yeah. So when he lined up to kick the 54-yard field goal, they had him. They had the ball in the left hash. Okay. And I looked in my in my in my mind. I looked. I was like, he's gonna make this. And I turned around to Delia. I was like, this kid's gonna make this kick. He's on the left hash. I was like, he went wide right. So it should. Yeah. Float, it, float to the even middle. if he had that that that, that pull the yeah. col- the curve to it, he was gonna hit it. And then when he nailed that field goal, there was no surprise in my house. Was I, like, I was just like, boom. I should have bet money on that. I should have called Vegas. I should have called Vegas at that moment and said, "I would like to place a bet." Put me, put He's me, going to hit this field goal. Put me down. What they call it, a vig? Yeah, one billion dollars that he hits this kick. You would have bet that? Would you yeah. bet a whole paycheck? I would have bet a whole paycheck that he would Whoa. hit that kick. I had I I looked just knowing and also knowing Florida State's misfortune with field goal kicks. Like throughout <laughs> the history of Florida State, the field goal kicker has not been their, their you know, it has has not been their friend. And even after they've graduated and joined the Bucks as a second round draft pick, it has not been their friend. Hey, hey, hey. He made some last week. Stay off of Guayo. <laughs> His brother missed three in the first quarter. His brother kicks for the state now, right? Yeah, for, for Florida yeah. State. Yeah. He's got the flowing locks. He looks like the kid from the Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah. Which, which might be why he's not that good, because if you watch that show, he is the most annoying character I'm of that TV two show. Two episodes behind because I just don't care to watch it. <laughs> the most annoying character of that show. I was getting in this shit. There are certain people that in TV shows have punchable faces, and I think I, I think he he is that guy. He is that guy with the most punchable he's face. A kid, in the world. Oh, he's a kid, He's not a kid. He's like he's at least eighteen. I don't know. I hey, don't listen. These kinds of things. So so what crazy else happened? Uh, Other Florida than that, State lost, and Florida State lost. Are... We, all right. So then I got in the car because we went. We were going to dinner, and I had the Tennessee game on the radio, uh-huh. and the Tennessee game hit a forty-six yard hail mary with no seconds left. Dude, that catch, that is the ultimate. You know when you're everyone's had that moment in flag football where you're out there, you're 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 playing or actually not even flag football, you know, Stakes playing aren't that high in flag football. Yeah, playing 500. You know when you you're playing 500 or the game you throw the, one guy throws the ball up and there's 10 of you and the one yeah, who catches yeah, yeah. it gets the points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone has that moment where everyone yeah. jumps at the high point what of the ball and then there's that one guy who runs late mm-hmm. in front of everyone and catches it. That was that ultimate moment. Yeah. Everyone had high pointed the ball at a certain point. And then this kid comes in there and he's like with right, right in front of them. Just right in front of them. It's like, usually the kid with the hops you. that does that. Yeah, it was I, I I've replayed that that play like ten times. I don't know where that kid came from. He's popped up. It was Yeah, it's like Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> there's some Disney person, classic. There's some Just Joseph Joseph Gordon Levitt is like flying him over <laughs> flying him around the, the Georgia end zone. Oh my god. Super unlikely, but not that surprising. I mean, if you throw a ball up like that. You got what five receivers in the end zone, about seven DBs. Yeah, the odds are low, but they're there. Yeah, and it all, happens. And you know? if if you listen to like the TV broadcast, like I was, or the radio broadcast, they were hyping the hell out of the fact that right before that happened, 
um, there was a penalty that brought Tennessee closer. So they only had, like I said, it was only a 46 yard Hail Mary. It wasn't like Aaron Rodgers yeah. going 75. 70 yard, you know, yeah. Yeah. There wasn't, it, and it didn't have to have one of those crazy arcs where it came from the rafters falling down. He was able to throw it basically on a line because it was 45 yards. Throw a bullet pass to the receiver he was looking for. Less time for the defense yeah, and, to react. And, and it was one of those moments where I was thinking, there's no way this is going to happen because everyone's seen a Hail Mary play. The quarterback gets sacked, ball gets intercepted, gets slapped. I thought it was going to take an L. It was yeah. a three man rush. Yeah, and, I thought it was going to take the sack. And it kind of ruined it listening to me on the listening to it on the radio because I was listening to Georgia do it and they oh. were like, "Oh, this isn't good. Oh, this isn't good. Yeah, we give them this penalty. Oh, no. well, they're they're too close. They're too close." And it's like the Kevin Hart video. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Like, no 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 no. Oh my god. <laughs> but that one, and then then we had the worst one, the worst loss of the game. I know Florida State fans and Georgia fans are going to say they had the worst loss, but Louisville Clemson was the most, like, for the people, because it was a home game for Clemson, the most awesome win ever for them. But for a Louisville fan, I don't know how that player left the stadium. Uh, I'm talking some Colombian soccer player <laughs> deaths in the hallway should have happened. There, there's no way you don't go get the extra yard. I think You I don't take dive? The, you don't do anything? I think I'm going to take the route Stephen A. and Max Kellerman took. And remember that this kid is a kid. He's a child. Like you said, he's not... You don't know where his balls is. From Mugatu his would have killed him. <laughs> it, looking at it, everybody who plays football knows. First of all, you should have been fighting for the touchdown anyway. But for it to be fourth down and you turn and just simply run out of bounds, it was really amazing. I saw the highlight of it and I was kind of like, wait, what happened? That was the end? I was more so surprised. I thought he was kind of trying to save time or something. Yeah. I didn't know it was fourth down. Well, so, he was so nonchalant about it. Like, yeah, I was talking to – I've heard people say he should have cut back. I don't think he should have cut back because if you see, there's like three or four defenders coming on that side. Just I think run through him. Yeah, I just think reach the ball to out. dive. Damn. And what made it worse? All right, so if he would have gotten hit, done that, and went out of bounds and done that, the the weak at the weak ass spin he did <laughs> to try to <laughs> justify the movement he did, where he like stretched it out, where he knew he didn't get it, but he was trying to give that look of oh man, I tried. oh it didn't count. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't get there. That was the worst thing about it. The the. Uh, yeah. What? That didn't count. <laughs> I mean, straight up, you're you're essentially set the stage. We're on what, like the 15 yard line. We throw an out route to you, a five yard out route. You catch it. We're on the right hash, so you got ample space to the left. Yeah. You're running towards it. We know it's fourth down. Uh, you catch the ball. You're about at the seven six. You need to get to the three for the t- for the first, or just simply get in the end zone and you just go out of bounds at the five. Yeah. Nonsense. It's asinine almost. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of watching it right now. Uh, shout out to Louisville's helmets. I kind of like those. Uh, oh, dude, they Fuchsia, killed it, man. Fuchsia they killed it. Reflector. There's a few teams that throw like quality. Boise State does it every once in a while with that metallic yeah. like, blue with the horse going across yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Miami's got a new jersey coming out for the Florida State game, and it's a classic. It's you like a throwback of like the 80s jersey. You going to buy it? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. There's something weird to me about owning jerseys. I, I've had some in the past. I, I think the last one I owned was... Weird to you about owning jerseys. Explain this one to me. I don't like putting another man's name on my back. There's something Are weird to me. on your jersey? No, I'm saying putting another man. So, like. I'm saying it. On the, the, the last jersey, jersey I had. It's yeah, a name there. Well, yeah. Well, the last jersey I owned was a pro jersey. So, it was, I think it was Terrell Davis. I was, okay. like, in seventh grade. So, that was the last time I owned a jersey. I, I don't know. There's something weird about buying a jersey and wearing it. And, and plus, you know I what? Know. Sidebar, I, sidebar. I've this never been. I've never bar. been to a sports bar in my life where I've seen a majority of people that were wearing jerseys be normal looking people. 
that I would want to have a conversation with. I'm hey, gonna be honest, doing? man. I, I've seen I've seen a lot of people with t-shirts. I've seen the Florida State, the Miami t-shirts. I, I think I hate t-shirts worse. If you're gonna put a man's name on your back, at least let it be high quality. Well, no, 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 no. I'm talking. I don't, I'm not talking about a jersey t-shirt. I'm just talking about a t-shirt that says your team, like okay. the team logo, the yeah. logo on it, or the the or the the stereotypical white man polo, football <laughs> polo. And yeah, the co- I'm the coach. Polo. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the I, I coach JV basketball, but I'm gonna wear <laughs> I'm gonna wear this NFL polo. These are our team colors yes. too. Um, so I mean that, but I don't know. There's always been something weird after I played football um, in college or in high school, and uh, resume drop. <laughs> I I just didn't want to. I don't know. There's just something weird to it about me. I, weird to me about it. I don't see the weirdness in it. I mean, the people I'm putting on my back. Do you are feel like it would be that normal? Prop my team up. All right. So do you? Th- so there was always this thing when I played music that you didn't wear the band shirt to the concert. Like you wouldn't go to a, you wouldn't go to a Kanye show wearing a Kanye shirt. You wouldn't go oh, yeah, to yeah, 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 a. Yeah, yeah, I can see. You that. wouldn't go to. It's the opposite of football. Yeah. So. To me, that stigma stuck in my mind. I'm not going to go up to Mike Evans asking him to sign an autograph while wearing a Mike Evans Evans jersey on. It's kind of like you're super fanning on him. You know, you're being like those girls when they see Beyonce for the first time. They're like faint in the hallway. But but you're Mike and you're 260 pounds. And it's kind of awkward. I don't faint. People don't catch me. You don't faint. You saw that. You You I got five witnesses that um, that will prove you fainted playing basketball (laughs) against me. You see that um, the Ghostbusters, the newest Ghostbusters, which is terrible, by the way. I have not seen it. It was terrible. <laughs> but there was a scene, you saw the preview where the... Silent where, slide, <laughs> just throwing shade to no, Ghostbusters, really, meanwhile. It really was. Me and Michelle fell asleep on it. But uh, where the, the the girl goes to dive off the stage and everybody moves, mm-hmm. I feel like if I faint, that's what will happen. <laughs> like, I'm the... The ground will move? The, everybody will move. Like, oh shit, he fainting. Clearly, yeah. Mike falls and it's like this is the end. There's just an or there's just an earthquake. Also, I think even a, I mean, first of all, if you ever had to pick up dead weight, you know it's terribly heavy. Now I'm already heavier than everybody in our squad. Well, Claude, arguably, but Claude's Claude's <laughs> tall, so I think he might get you in the weight just yeah, because just the height. But yeah. I know I still might have him because of the muscle. I even think Rich might be big, might be heavier than you. Well, he's got he's gotten slender lately. Rich is more muscly. Rich, Rich has been on his uh, Atkins diet lately, so <laughs> the Steve Cash weight. diet, but uh, not Cash came man. Um, all that to be said, no, I don't faint. I've never fainted. <laughs> I might run out of breath. I do have the asthma, as they call it. But uh, anyway, we digress. I digress. Let's get back to our point. NCAA football, Louisville, Clemson. That's where we were. Yeah. So damn good game. It according to Stephen A. Sucks, the guys, man. they said it was one of the best college games they had ever seen. It dude, it was right up there for me. The best college football game that I've ever seen is USC. But then they Texas. named about nine, yeah. including that one. Yeah, USC Texas is the best football game I've ever seen. A lot of people will reference O two Miami versus Ohio State. Mm-hmm, I cannot were. say that is the best game because it was a straight robbery and because Miami won that game and the refs threw a flag five minutes Someone's after. Bitter. I'm not bitter. I, actually, I'm extremely bitter. And if you're an Ohio State fan, I will tell you to your face how bitter i am and there will be there will be profanity thrown around i have had many a people that are friends with me seen me see someone in a ohio state jersey and and i do not react well i I do not react well guess what i'm be for halloween (laughs) dude and what's funny is i was 15 when that game was played like it was burned into my everybody has those games man i remember the one game in tampa uh versus st louis up in st louis for the playoffs nc nfc championship and uh What's your boy name? That's the game Bird. they won the Super Bowl, right? It was Bird. It was a game they, we didn't. It was a year before we went to the Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. The game, they won the Super Bowl. They, oh, went, they lost to. They, lost they to New went England. to the Super Bowl and then lost to NE. But uh, I think I forget the receiver's name. He goes to catch the ball of the one. He catches the ball. They call it a non-catch. It was before review. It was a year before they brought. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. 
We don't want to get into that. That shit burned me to the core. But we did go back the next year and get into this. Uh, someone, someone that has seen the anger, the, the anger that I have <laughs> towards that game is Don. I think Don uh, reference to our friend the Don Dada. Shout that, out to Don Dada. I think that's his Twitter Twitter handle. Don Kata. But uh, <laughs> he has seen my anger come out to an Ohio State fan when I've seen that. When y'all usually, went to the Miami game, right? Yeah, it usually takes a few alcoholic beverages in me to really get the true anger out. But yeah. I, I'm Isn't pretty. I will always be bitter towards Ohio State because of that. <laughs> Maurice Claret. I'm I'm sorry, Karma got you because of that game, man. So back to this game, Louisville Clemson. What is it with this quarterback? His showing out. I hear he's a high Heisman favorite. So, What's his name, Jackson? There's a lot of hyperbole used on this guy saying he's better than Michael Vick. There is a whole Michael resume. Vick said he was better than Michael. Michael Vick. Vick since the dog arrest has been a very different person. Oh, he's trying to be humble. Mike Mike Vick pre Madden 2006 would have never said this. <laughs> Mike Vick would have never said that. Mike Vick at that point. Yeah, Mike Mike Vick V Tech. Mike Vick. Atlanta Falcons would have never said it. Mike Vick, Philadelphia Eagles, Pittsburgh Steelers, all the other teams he played for since will say that because so, he's an extremely humble person. He's extremely like he wants to build up. He's trying to uplift. He's trying to be a mentor. He's trying to be I don't leader. know why he's doing that. He's, he's really he's done. He's I will, I will give you this. The kid's the kid's really good. He he's has not, he has that sixth sense on the football field that I think like few people have had that Vince Young has mm-hmm. that oh, um Vince Mike Young had Vick had that <laughs> Mike Vick had. And in the sixth sense isn't the ability to throw the ball isn't the ability to run. It's that sense of when you know people are closing in on yeah. you and oh, the shit. ability oh, to shit. move. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm fishing when a shark Jameis Winston had it about three weeks ago. Oh, the boy. I think he has it. He had it in Florida State. I know. For him there to was so many dumpily, I think he has a good. There were so many times where I thought Jameis Winston was going to get killed because he runs he moves so stupid. <laughs> he moves. Don't believe it. He moves like those it. those tree things from Lord of the Rings. He it's like his body just doesn't understand. Like it's like the he's, electrodes in his brain don't connect to his limbs as quickly as they should. So it's just this weird thing he's where he's mentally like fit. around. He's fit mentally. He thinks he's Mike Vick, but his body's not quite Mike yeah. Vickish. Yeah, yeah, I got that problem. It's, I, I still play point he, guard. It's like the hefty lefty <laughs> yeah. in Michael Vick's body, <laughs> so or Michael Vick's brain and the hefty lefty. You know what I, I mean? Know what you meant. Yeah, but. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where this kid just has that ability to get out of s- tough situations. But I will tell you this. The thing Michael Vick had was Michael Vick's throwing ability was so underrated when he was younger. Oh, so, yeah. The only thing he couldn't do was pocket pass for I remember, a I remember when people told Michael Vick that he wasn't a good quarterback, and Michael Vick was so aggravated by that statement that one game against the Miami Dolphins, he refused to run out of the pocket, and I think he threw for like 400 yards. I remember that. And, and he, he had like an insane completion percentage. Well, no scrambles, just literally yeah, I'm just, just threw it. And pocket. people were and like, and sick I, I don't think he won the game, and people were like, well, he well because he refused to run, and he was like, well, I did what you wanted me to yeah, do. You said I could. What, this is what happened. That is the the insane ability. Of my, and even, even in you college, tell man, me, man. I'm a Bucks fan. He was torturing the shit even, even in uh, college, he could do that. I remember Miami didn't have a chance. Nah. And we lost our starting quarterback in like his, like the year before we were really good in 2000. He was 99 or 2000. We lost our starting quarterback in the first quarter against Virginia Tech, and mm-hmm. Michael Vick lit us up like 40 to 14 or something like that. And he he could throw the ball over the place. And he did not name, no one can name a receiver that played for Michael Vick in college. Mm-mm. That's how good he was. Yeah. <laughs> I, every well, receiver, yeah, every receiver Ken Dorsey had at Miami, I can name. Like Santana Moss, uh, Sands, Did Andre Johnson, from that team Jeremy Shockey, from huh? Mike Vick's uh, the year they won. I think they did. I, there was a couple of people. Year. There was a there was a couple of people that have gone to the pros at receiver from uh, Virginia Tech. I can't name them right now. I'm sure there's some sports historians that are listening to our show that will tell us. But hit us up. <laughs> Let us anyway, know. 
We've talked about college football quite quite enough. I will say this: was the that last all the point, notable games? Yeah, well, that, yeah, that was just the ones out that we we had to talk talk about. The last thing I'll yeah, say is I think this. I think the the quarterback from Louisville. He will probably go in to win the Heisman. I think he is really good. I think he's going to benefit if he can come back for another year, because in this offense. Yeah, there's a lot of quick passes. There's a lot of screens. There's a lot of him running the ball. I think he would benefit from throwing the ball downfield and showing teams he has a strong arm. He has thrown against Syracuse. He threw a few 45-yard passes, a few 50-yard passes. But what people want to see is those like 20-yard out routes. Mm-hmm. They want to see the, the the balls to the sideline with some distance on them. They also want mm-hmm. to see the precision passing. I don't think he's shown it yet. But hey, we got, got seven games yeah, left got, in the season. Time. And let me ask you this. This is your Heisman prediction at current. If they lose any games, you think he's still in that running? I think he's still in the running. I think there's there's three people that I've seen pop off the page that I think are Heisman capable, and they're all three quarterbacks. Um, they're actually there's four with a sleeper to Peppers from Michigan because that kid mm-hmm. plays every position on the field. It is insane to me that they have a punt returner that plays outside linebacker, that mm-hmm. plays cornerback, that plays wide That's receiver. old school. That's little. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's like that one kid that's that's 15 playing Pop Warner. <laughs> You're like, get off the field. Yeah, you know, somebody check that birth certificate. That boy don't belong out here. <laughs> but uh, Peppers, um, quarterback from Clemson, Louisville, and then Ward Jr., the, the quarterback from Houston. He, he lit Oklahoma up, and he's like he's quietly – continuing to play really well. It's not quiet because he's he's ranked, but because of how good Louisville has been, people haven't been talking about Houston as much That's, they, yeah. since they blew out Florida State. It's flying under the radar. Louisville is quietly doing well, and that game, Louisville and Houston play at the end of the year, and that's going to be – that might be the game of the year, hmm. which is – because Clemson is still like straightening things out, and I think later in the year Clemson would have beat Louisville. Year, Clemson would have beat out. Louisville a little bit better than they than they they would now. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the season. So I think that's going to be the true test of Louisville. Whether they, I mean, it will be the test of whether they get in the playoff or not. But well, I'm sure you're going to keep us posted. We'll be right here with you, and I'll do my best to try to get into these games. Just so many games, Jesus Christ! But I digress. <laughs> Moving on to the next topic. What do we have going on, JM? We have NFL Week Four. And much like every other week of the NFL, we don't know what the hell is happening because every good team loses. I like the radio wins. Yeah, every bad team wins. <laughs> this is the stupid. Like this is. So I just got done talking about the parody in, in college football, but the parody in the NFL is a different kind of parody. It's the kind of parody that makes a gambler kill lose, himself. Yeah. I mean, lose his damn mind. Absolutely crazy. I mean, come on. I have you have the. Let me let me scroll down this page to the Bills beating the Patriots sixteen to zero. And yes, I know Jacoby Brissett was injured. Yes, I know, but they're at home. They have a good defense. Wait, their third string quarterback got injured too. Well, he had hurt his thumb game oh, four, so he played. But sixteen to zero, Bill Belichick hadn't been Bill Belichick hadn't been shut out since OJ was innocent. <laughs> oh, and OJ was not innocent. In the court of law, he was innocent. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you got the Falcons beating the Panthers. Falcons, Did not see that happen. Falcons beat them. Yeah, the score was pretty high. It shouldn't have been that close. Julio Jones went off for three hundred yards in one game. Not surprised there either. That's, Even though the bus got that's like Madden. That's like Madden statistics. Yeah. You know, whenever you're on a season mode and you're trying to like reach some achievement with a receiver, <laughs> and you just start throwing like ninety yard hell marys to him. Yeah, yeah, on like first quarter, just yeah. throwing bombs. That's what that reminds Steelers me. of. was over Chiefs. Big. That was sick. You know what's crazy about that man? Is I'm not surprised by that. Steelers over Chiefs, I expected. I thought the Chiefs would have put up a, a more of a fight. Well, I, 
this is my thing. How sad is it to be a Chiefs fan? Because because you don't have a bad quarterback. <laughs> you don't have like the Cleveland Browns. You're not the Cleveland Browns. No. But you you're sitting across the sidelines watching a quarterback at Ben Roethlisberger Show throw up. thirty to forty yard passes regularly, consistently, and they complete. And then you got a quarterback with the new iPhone emoji water gun <laughs> as an arm, and he is throwing. You just see check down Charlie, just five yards here, five dink, yards there, dink and dunk, little slant, dink and dunk. little running back. Little little tight end, the wide receivers are the loneliest people in the world on that team, and yeah. you, it's, it's so Dan Lampertard on his radio show called it quarterback I love, purgatory. I love that <laughs> because yeah, you're yeah. not in hell, but, but damn not. sure ain't getting to heaven anytime yeah. soon, and you're just sitting there like damn, we can't get rid of him because he keeps winning twelve games a season, yeah. but we're not winning the Super Bowl. Quarterback purgatory is a very good description. It, it, you you literally have to do what what the Eagles did was take a chance, draft so like trade up. Like it, and it would take a general manager putting his life on the line. To it's do it. working for the Eagles, but let's not front. Bradford was balling and still is. But Bradford's balling right now because he ain't got injured yet. Let him take. Let the wind blow his ankle in the wrong direction, and let tell me he's doing well. <laughs> that boy is kind of fragile. And also, you that's a lot so, of fragile Vikings. Let's actually bring that up. The Minnesota Vikings versus the New York Giants. Um, Odell Beckham losing his crap again. Odell Beckham is has the sensitivity of a child. But tell me if everyone has seen Odell Beck- Beckham's dancing videos in the clubs, and tell me you didn't see this emotion coming out of him at some point. <laughs> tell I, me you didn't see it coming I, at some point. I don't want to get involved with what you're what you're insinuating, because I don't want them to attack me. I'm on y'all side. Trust me. Whoever they is, whoever you think you are, the but Jerry's I, of the world. I, <laughs> shout out to the Metro dudes who like to be Metro, which I have nothing to do with. But anyway, the. Emotion or not, we played football. I played defense, and it was nothing more than I loved than a diva wide receiver. Because you get in their head and you tear them up. And mm-hmm. the, the kid had no touch. What do you have? One catch or something crazy yesterday? Yep. There are three catches for 34 yards. With one fantasy point? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, <sighs> fuck out of here. You're a premier receiver. You can't have games like that. Killed me. You can't not you cannot have games like that. Killed me. In our Where fantasy football league, the Shift Division Media Fantasy Football League, I lost you? because that guy had the Vikings defense. Are you number one? I was number one. Ah. I actually am number one. I would have been even more number one. You're tied for number one with somebody else. Is it me? I think it's me. I think think I'm coming for you. I took one loss. I'm right behind you. In any case, uh, as a premier receiver, you would never see this happen to Jerry Rice. You would never see this happen to Randy Moss. You would never, ever see this happen to any of those guys that we're going to put him in the the pantheon of wide receivership. You can't get in their heads. Absolutely. They're in the defender's heads because they're torching them left so, and right. And Beckham doesn't do that. So I'd ha- the only person I disagree with on that list is oh, Randy it's... Moss. Oh, okay. Because Randy Moss used to get if Randy Moss, they're, they're, no, Randy re- Moss remember, be... remember bad Randy Moss. Yes. Whenever he was, he would his get last season with the quarterbacks with the Min- though. Remember the last season of the Minnesota yes. Vikings when he got the ball ripped out of his hand by Tillman. Yeah. Which dang, does that reference how old Tillman yes. is? Because I think he's still in the league. He's old. Cornerbacks usually last a long time. But so CBs, not QBs. So the I wouldn't call it the diva receiver because this isn't a diva receiver. This is a uh, a receiver that likes to, is it's not diva as much as diva like give me the ball. If you don't give me the ball, I'm gonna throw a fit. Just diva like I diva more like I feel like I'm so important. It, I feel like I don't need to be hit at out of bounds. He's a hothead. Yeah. So the easiest comparable that I have to him based on size, based on speed, based on what how he plays is Steve Smith. But the difference between him and Steve Carolina Smith, Steve Smith, yeah, Carolina Steve Smith actually 
Raven Steve Smith right okay. now. Well, yeah, but the difference between the two <laughs> is Steve Smith could you could you would talk back to him. It made him better. That's the. That's I what I'm don't saying. see it making him better. Even To people game. would talk trash to To so bad. To would cry in the middle of the football field, <laughs> and then To would catch seventy five balls for three hundred five yards. That's, that's the thing that they, they pull tell Julio you. Jones on him. And that's the advice I would give my son. Not that he's playing wideout or anything, but the advice he is could this. though. But the advice is simply this. When people try to get in your head, you just give them a look, let them have it, and then torch their ass on the field and or court. Whatever it is. You don't need to jaw back and forth and get penalties. 15-yard penalty is major in football. It's a drive Huge. killer. It's a drive killer. It, and there's nothing else you could do from there. You're going to have third and long no matter what you do. I agree. And even though you're fast as all hell, everybody knows you can stop fast. You can stop fast. You can bracket them. You can double team them, jam them at the line. He's a guy you get in his fucking head, you tear him up, and, and he has no oh, three catches. And the thing that hurts him right the thing that hurts him right now is that he has someone that is playing exactly like him in Pittsburgh. Okay. That Wallace? Yeah. No, no. Um man, you just distracted me with that that statement. <laughs> I had his name on the top on the tip of my tongue. Okay. And you said that. You can take your time to figure it out. Yeah, I am gonna <laughs> what figure is your it point, out. Though? But so you, he has someone just like him playing wide receiver for the Steelers. And they aren't ha- Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is the same type of receiver. They're small, quick. Mm-hmm. The, th- the thing that made Chad Ochocinco good, the thing that made Terrell good early in his career was how quick their feet were, how yeah. much separation they could get. T.O. was strong to get separation. Also, you not being able to tell what route they're running because their feet are so Yeah, so Antonio Brown and him are very similar in the separation, the quickness they have. But Antonio Brown also seems to have the same personality. He, he likes the spotlight. Mm-hmm. He likes to showboat. But Antonio Brown does it in a different way. I don't see Antonio... I've even seen Antonio Brown get chippy. But it doesn't and it doesn't infuriate him to the point where he can't control it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think Odell Beckham just needs to find... He, he needs to get a boxing class. Maybe he needs to do yoga. one of them, you know, some yoga. Something. Maybe he, he needs to do something to burn out <laughs> the energy because he's... He's. It's caused him to affect him. It caused. It affected him to the point where Terrence Newman was running step for step with him down the field. And Terrence Newman is forty-seven years old. Yeah. Ter- uh, Terrence Newman is playing cornerback at thirty-eight. He came I&T into the league at twenty-five. Right in a spot that he should have been in. That uh, Beckham should have been in. And, and you know what that is? That's a, that's those effort plays that when you're when you're pissed. You, I I hate to reference again. Like when you've everyone's played football and you know when you get mad at your team mm-hmm. and you start quitting on the team. I never and then so. <laughs> and, and someone, you know that play where you're like, I should do this, and then someone else, and then someone just kind of pushes you. You're like, Well, I don't give shit anyway. I'm giving my effort. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. I'm get, and and then someone else makes that play. It's it's one of those plays where he was frustrated, and because he's not mentally there, someone takes advantage of it. That's the problem. I mean, we just talked about uh, NCAA players not losing the focus for ten weeks straight and an ability to chase a championship. You're Odell Beckham Jr. You're one of the best receivers in the league. You have to be there every week. You have to be there for your team every week. Eli needs you. The city of New York needs you. City, state, whatever. Because you're the best player on the team. Yes, that, that, it's, possibly the best receiver in the NFL. You would never see this. You would never see Kobe do this. You would never see anybody who's that guy on that team. Imagine you would see Tom Dwight Brady. Howard do it. Don't get me started on Dwight Howard. You know I fucking hate that vagina. You would see James <laughs> Harden do it. There's a good argument for him being James Harden. Where James Harden beer grows, Odell Beckham's hair grows. I, <laughs> it's a good I, argument. Excessive hair in certain areas of their head. I, whatever we want to do, let's move on from Dwight Howard. <laughs> that boy is super soft. If I ever, I would rather have Odell Beckham in a in a um, and some shout out to this helicopter. Um, imagine a situation where it's like 
the angry person loses a million dollars or something crazy. Yeah. I I'd pick Odell over Howard. Absolutely. Howard's super soft. And that's the, I'll leave it at that. Uh Harden, I think that's only as of recent because somebody made him believe he's a star player. But I digress from that point too. He should play his role and be a number three on somebody's team and bolster them to a championship. Back to Absolutely. football though. Odell yeah. Odell can't allow this to happen. Mm-hmm. Eli needs him to be there. The the defense needs him to be present. You can't give up INTs just because you didn't feel like doing it. Cut your blonde hair. Stop all the dancing and antics, and let's move on. Back, Absolutely. back to NFL because, football. I mean, you look at, like we said, the, one of the games we referenced in the beginning was the Falcons versus the Panthers. And mm-hmm. you have Julio Jones, who Julio Jones has to deal with Mike or Matt Ryan not looking good for a, at least five games a season. Yeah. Where Matt Ryan throws. like And a, and a serious lack of a running game. Or, or Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's thrown nine interceptions in the last two weeks. And you see Brandon Marshall and people standing beside them. They have gone through more frustrating situations than Odell Beckham has mm-hmm. with getting hit outside of the. How dude Cam Newton gets hit outside of the parameters of the the rules all the time. Almost every game, yeah. twice, it, twice, three times. There's a game. certain amount of suck it up and beat them with your play. Yeah, like I tell you this. For all the times I've had people trash talk, it is much more gratifying to point at the scoreboard and tell them I'm winning. Yeah, than it is to retort back and get a penalty. That's what I'm saying. Don't. Don't address it. That's what I said. My but he's advice, not a bad teammate, though. My advice to my son is don't address it right now. You just let him talk this shit. And when you bust their ass, you just give them that look. And they know what time it is. Whatever that, whatever your position is. If you're playing linebacker, you give them that hit state. If you running back, you shake them. Whatever you got to do, but let your play speak for it. On the play that Odell got mad, he made a play. Mm-hmm. So why are you mad? Yes, he hit you a little late. So what? He's a defender. That's what they're going to do. He didn't even knock you down. Yeah, and, but the thing that I, I kind of got frustrated with with the media circus that happened afterward was that people were calling him a bad teammate. I don't think he's a bad I teammate. I think people like playing with him. Yeah, I, I, think, I haven't I, seen anything I don't, directed at his teammates. I don't ever. think he is detrimental to... Or I, people I were calling people, people were calling him the T.O., like today's T.O. and I don't. No, think he's, he's that. not. He's not a locker room cancer. I, 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 I remember what T.O. did with, with with McNabb, and people can say whatever, but T.O. crushed that locker room. Yeah, T.O. He's a talk, locker room T.O. talked crap about McNabb mm-hmm. after the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. which never repaired. I mean, I, I never like, that can never be repaired. I have the Eagles ever re- <laughs> rebounded from that? They're on their way I with mean, old uh, with Wentz. W- yeah, Wentz has been balling. Hopefully, he can sustain it when they run into a good team. I want to see what happens. Well, Wednesday, <laughs> right through it. So uh, other games of no, I mean, well, we talked about it. The Pats lost surprisingly. The Pats lost in a big blowout, but three and one without Brady. Yeah, Brady's back. One. I hate to be I, happy about my it. My prediction is the Cleveland Browns lose by more than forty five this week. They play the Browns. They play the Browns. Jeez. It's it's gonna be one of those like seventy two. Start Gronk and Brady. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Passes everywhere for everybody. Other other notable big losses. Uh, the Broncos beat the Bucks twenty seven to seven. Yeah, we don't have to talk about all that. I I I'm, <laughs> I'm in the camp that thinks this was a conspiracy by the team. I think that the guys were waving the flags, uh, injured some of the Bucks players so that they didn't have to run that much. Mm. I was given by an inside source that they didn't want it. Oh, all the flag waivers. Yeah, the flag waivers didn't want to run. So, although yes. I will tell you this, man, it's kind of. <laughs> Shut I, up, Rich. I'm kind of pissed at the at, at the Tampa media market that we can only get their NFC games because it's the second week in a row we've had a 30 minute storm delay. Well, and I'd really rather watch something else than the Bucks getting blown out and have to wait till the storm gets. Over. Interestingly enough, I was telling my girl about this. Uh, Tampa's notorious for summer storms and afternoon storms. The NFL at one point, I wouldn't call it a moratorium, but they had a, they had like almost like an internal rule against starting games at four because it will always get delayed. 
so far two weeks in a row we've had four o'clock games and they got rain delayed, lightning delayed. Well, uh, because the reason for that though is because we've played West Coast teams. I think and West Coast teams. Yeah, they're not gonna. They, West they Coast, don't do well at they one. They actually. I, the, I, so the one, the one time I told someone to bet against the West Coast team because statistically they don't do well playing no. one o'clock games. Did you tell them this week to bet? Yeah, I told Drew. I told I told Drew to not start Jimmy Graham so that he could start Does, a, another person because they don't want to. I forgot Jimmy Graham even plays out there in Seattle, man. Yes, yeah, man got over a hundred yard receiver for the second week in a row. So really, yeah, I, so I, screw, I screwed over Drew on that. I apologize. So quiet, man. Their market so far out there. But beyond that reference, my knowledge is as awesome. You should continue listening to Masters of Banter. <laughs> <laughs> Trust to him. He's a trusty source. But yeah, for you, so, so I agree with you, though. If you live in Tampa, everyone knows Tampa, I don't care, between the months of May mm-hmm. through November. Pretty much. Yeah. Every day after 2 o'clock, it's expect some kind of rain. After, afternoon storms after, and lightning. After 2 o'clock, there's some type of rain. Yep. If I come back from my lunch break at work later than 2 o'clock, I know that I'm going to get rained on. It rained it's earlier today. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Lightning is the problem, and, and the late games will always run into those problems. As long as we have 4 o'clock games, it'll happen every game. Uh, with that being said, 1 o'clock games are hella hot, but you'd rather deal with the heat than not being able to play. Yeah. 45-minute rain delay to watch us finish losing two games. I don't, well, even yeah. I was a bit like, come on, man. Put, let's just call it. Well, well <laughs> if we were a better team, you could make an argument for us getting 8 o'clock games. The prime, the That's prime our time. problem. <clears throat> we haven't been good enough to get primetime games in a while. Uh, but let's move on. We don't have to keep talking about the Bucks loss to the, NF, the defending NFL champions. Um, the other games that were notable, Texans win against the Titans 27-20 to in the No One Cares Bowl. Jack Coates, and- what happened out there? You don't want to talk about it? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it because I woke up early to check on that game. And Where'd we, y'all play? In oh, England. Y'all played in England. We yeah. Played, yeah, we played in England, giving England the I best representation of the NFL that we have. Why Why do we do that? We always give them the worst. Actually, you know what's funny is what's they the try to they, Send it out there. they try to give them the best that the NFL has to offer, and it just happens to be like, if you look at the games they put in London the year before, people think that those teams are going to be good the next yeah, year. Yeah, like, yeah. you think... Sending Andrew Luck, Blake Bortles, two up and coming quarterbacks no. to this now. But then you have to look at AFC the, South. Yeah, yeah, come on, man. The Colts haven't drafted well in five years. And I'm a Colts fan. We haven't drafted well in five years. We haven't drafted towards our needs in five years. And you have the Jaguars, who, if you play the tape back on week one, <laughs> I was riding for the Jaguars saying that they might win the division. And they I, are horrible. I definitely recall you sucking the teeth of the Jaguars. Yeah, I, I, I even, I even told told you that one of my friends is a big Jaguars fan, yeah. and I said this is your this year is to your win the year. division. This, this is your year, and, and to no surprise. But what I didn't realize was that we're basically the same team, and that all of our position players are going to get hurt, and then our quarterbacks only play good after we're losing by thirty. So that's just uh, so when the game's not on the line, there's nothing to lose. No, we're already losing. But hey, guess what? Show up fourth quarter down by thirty. You would pick our quarterback over any quarterback in the league. Tom Brady's up for grabs. You pick our quarterback. So QBR, you're picking the Jags quarter or the Colts in the fourth quarter over everybody. Got to be down by fourteen. Oh, okay, fourteen or more. Fourteen or more. So the game has to be done. Blake Bortles, Andrew Luck down by (laughs) fourteen or more. Take him over. Hey, you might as well throw Winston in there because <laughs> down by fourteen, man. My boy shows out. He throws. He drops some dimes. This is the graveyard quarterbacks right there. This is like shout, out, shout out to the NFL South. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> so moving on. Are we done with all the NFL? I, I think, think we're, we're good. <clears throat> I think we're good for all, for all the week, all the games from last week. There's nothing else. I got notable. a question for you, sir. Mm-hmm. My good friend, you gamble. Yes. I don't. 
Explain these lines to me because I need help. All right, so we're I'm gonna, sure there's some banter people out there that need help. So too. we're going to go over the NFL lines and much more. Nice tease, Mike, right after <laughs> this break. All right, back with Masters of Banter. So as Mike referenced, we're going to be discussing betting lines and the gambling side of football, which is also known as the fun side of football. <laughs> The for beginning people that of my addiction. For people that don't play. So basically what, how the betting lines goes, and I know you see it on ESPN, you see it, and people discuss it from time to time. You'll see a minus 4, a minus 3.5, a minus 7, mm-hmm. or if you're playing the Cleveland Browns, a minus 10.5. Mm. What that basically means is if you've ever played a basketball game and someone says they're going to spot you three points, it's basically the same concept. When you're So this week the Cardinals are facing the 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals are favored by four points. Okay. So basically they think the game starts off with the Arizona Cardinals down by four. And they That's need to win. That's not a spread in football. I mean, no, no. score in terms of threes and sixes. Actually, it's, so. it's pretty normal for Vegas because NFL games are usually closer than like college football. Mm-hmm. If you see like Alabama playing Northwestern, yeah, Northwestern Regional, whatever d2 school. yeah d2 school yeah. that'll be like a, a favor of 35 Ooh. points or something like that which so, I, so I, usf starts off i mean fsu would have started off in that case with a 35 point lead actually i think Ideally. i think fsu versus usf was pretty slim it was like it might not have even been double digits because usf had been pretty good up to that point i'm just trying to understand the concept so me versus you the point spread is 12 that means you're starting off with a 12 point head start if it's if it's you minus twelve, yeah, I'm starting off with a twelve point head yeah. start. Now if it's so on the other way, if people are betting for you, mm-hmm. they think you're gonna win by more. Or they, if they're betting for me, they think I'm I'm good for that. So they're gonna bet me plus twelve. Okay, so thirteen or more. Yeah, thirteen or more point spread. Yeah. So if I they, score thirteen, you're gonna get twenty seven. Yeah, but see with with point spreads that big, they bet on the other team. Like so in college football. With a minus thirty five, mm. they bet on the underdog because they're like, dude, you're giving me thirty five points. I don't think Alabama's gonna show so up and beat them by thirty four points. Yeah, you if, cover, if Alabama only wins by thirty four, they don't they don't cover the spread. Ah, that's a okay. So that could work in your favor or against you. Yeah, if there's a large spread. Just so as referenced, I always take those the like, high spreads, it, especially with Alabama. If Alabama's favored by thirty five points, I'm team usually taking is... Alabama because Nick Saban will absolutely. Ble- Have I lost them? Of course, of course. <laughs> Have I lost a bunch? Of course. Have I put myself in debt? Not going to reference that. <laughs> so, so what, what type of money are you throwing down on that? If you don't mind me asking, uh, all right, or the so average person. Good, good example. Hundred dollar bets. Good example. Bets? So it depends on the weekend. I have I have thrown two hundred fifty bucks on a Minnesota Viking Green Bay game before. Oh I've thrown couple grand at a Super Bowl. Hmm. Don has watched me lose a couple grand on a playoff game. Mm, and, I remember uh, the fallout from that. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Breakups happened. <laughs> Hot take central. Um, anyway, so uh, example of what a college football line is. Number three Clemson at Boston College, minus 16 and a half. To be honest, Normally, I would take Clemson. If they were at home, I'd take Clemson minus 16 and a half because I think they're going to win by 17 points or more. Okay. The interesting thing about betting is the over-under line, which I, certain people bet even more. Over-under line is general score. Yeah. So you have 43 is the over-under for Clemson. You're thinking that they're either going to – both teams combined score is going to be more than 43 or it's going to be less than 43. And if you have watched any Clemson game Over this season. Over-under score is general score combined. Combined. Okay. Combined. So, if you've watched any Clemson game this year, what is the one thing you've noticed? High score. High score. Yeah. 
not only are they scoring a lot of points, the other team usually gets at least two touchdowns. You yeah. take the over on that all day. And if you bet the over, you I think you have a good chance of winning on that one. So over-under is different from point spread, just yes. to be clear. So it's over, very different. Over-under, you look at the combined. So if we're talking, I don't fucking know, two defensive teams, you're not going to necessarily take the over because they're going to be under. Yep. Yeah, if you're playing two, def- two defense teams, you're going to take the under. Yeah. Like um, last week's. New England Patriots game against the Bills, you're dealing with two de- good defenses. You have a third-string quarterback, and you have an offense that hasn't and played two well. familiar teams. I'd say the over-under was probably around 38, 37. It's probably under 40, mm-hmm. and I would have taken I would have probably taken the under on that one. But, but if you think about it, how easy is it to get over 40 points in football? I mean, that's three it's, touchdowns. It's, three it's, touchdowns. It's, it's pretty easy. So to take the under in defensive games is pretty risky. Okay. So a lot of people take the over. What's the deal with the push situation? Push is if, so let's say the Arizona Cardinals, it is minus four. You have a situation where the Arizona Cardinals could win by four. They okay. win 21 to 17. It's a push. You keep your money. The house. Okay. Keeps so their just, money. Just everybody. Just every breaks even. Returns. Every, every breaks even. Okay. I was out in Vegas uh, so, last year. So to tell you, my biggest my biggest Vegas heartbreak of the year <laughs> was the Stanford uh Stanford UCLA game mm-hmm. where they like that was like week one. Yep. Uh, no, no, it was actually a couple weeks ago. Reference. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was my reference noise. If you didn't understand it, but that isn't what it was going to be. So Stanford UCLA was an extremely low scoring game, and I'm I'm scrolling to it right now on my on Michelle's lovely iPad, and I think it was like thirteen to seven until the last two minutes. And then, basically, there was like a late touchdown. There was a late touchdown by Stanford. Yeah, I remember. This. But it only put them above enough to still lose the bet. So then UCLA had the ball, and UCLA was doing like a hail mary pass, and the quarterback got sacked, fumbled, defensive player picked it up and returned it for a touchdown and won and covered the spread for Stanford. <laughs> so in a matter of like ninety seconds, betters went from winning. To losing because of because two of fluke plays. Play. Yeah. Two fluke plays. Never does someone fumble the ball and it's returned for a touchdown on a Hail Mary plays. It never happens. It's one of the worst bad wins of all time. So why we are doing this is because we wanted to talk about this a little bit for NFL because I don't know if you guys gamble. It's one of the things I like to do. And I wanted to talk about it a little bit because it's more of a confidence pick. Because mm-hmm. while Mike's team doesn't have a pick, I wanted to kind of judge of what we think is going to happen in week five of the NFL. See what you guys think. Tell us what self. Tell us if you would bet on that. Tell us if you wouldn't bet on it. Tell us if you would ride with the spread. If you would go on the over under. Tell us your opinions on week week five of the NFL. So the one that popped off the page at me was the New England Patriots are a ten and a half spread against the Browns, which is ginormous. Which is in in, in NFL stakes, that's a pretty big, pretty big number for betting. You're saying that you think the Patriots are going to win outright by more than 11 points. Yeah, why is that big? I see that happening. Well, because in the NFL, you never know, especially because it's a Browns home game. It's a Browns. It, Patriots are away from home. Tom Brady's first game might be a little rusty. I feel like I'll take that bet. I'm, I'm taking that bet, too. I'm, 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 I'm hyping. I feel I'm, like Gronkowski would cover because, it by itself. So, but Gronk hasn't really played. Gronk, Gronk, Gronk only played in like one game. Yeah, I think he was mainly a blocker. Yeah. 
But Which, uh, don't you think it's a little suspect? I feel like this, like Bill Belichick, thing, yeah, like they, doubling down. Like we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna leave Gronk out until pay, until until Bro, Brady they, comes back. All he did was tweak his hamstring. He didn't pull it or anything. They were yeah. arresting that boy. So I think I would take that one. I think the Patriots went by more than eleven points yeah, this I game. Think, I dude, I think if they, they would have told me the spread was twenty one, yeah. I think I would have taken I, it. I'm with you. I think they blow them out. I think it's embarrassing. Yeah. I, the I'm only with, good thing I feel like the defense might cover the spread. The only thing the the Browns have going with them is Terrell Pryor. Mm-hmm. But in the fact that they have that, Terrell Pryor, I think, threw for 30 yards, ran for 50 yards, mm-hmm. and re- they caught He don't take a beat all season, yeah. though, doing that. Yeah, That's... he's going to get beat to hell. Yeah. Um, other games, the Colts are actually favored, minus 4.5 versus the Bears, which is the no-one-cares bowl of the week. Uh, I, I wouldn't bet on either because I don't know how it could go. Put it like this. I am a Colts fan. We were playing at home. I would not take us in this game. Do not bet on us. <laughs> if we win, it will be by a field goal. It would not be by more than so that. Do not bet on us. I would do. I would do Bears plus four and that a half. That game will be nine to twelve, all field goals. But like this, the game I would have bet on last week would have been the. I would have bet on the Colts versus the Jaguars last week, and I would have. You know, pretty hard. So, um, <laughs> what's the spread on that Broncos Falcons game? Broncos Falcons is Broncos minus five and a half. I don't think it's offense versus defense because the the Denver the Denver offense has been pretty good. They're okay. Trevor Simeon's been throwing it, but he and did injure his shoulder. Is it that good? Y'all did cheap shot him and injure his shoulder. No cheap shot. It, it was wasn't a, a cheap shot. Sack. You ruined a team that could go sixteen and zero. <laughs> That's a sack if I ever seen one. You spin him around and slam on his fucking shoulder. Anyway, so, if there was any highlights from last game. I, I think... For the books. You said minus five? My instinct tells me that I would take Atlanta plus five and a half because I think this is... A, it's a battle of two good teams. I think that Denver is a great team. I think Atlanta is a good, could be great team. So, in your scenario, and I, I want to be clear here, when you take a team, you're expecting them to win by more than the spread. I No, no. I'm taking Atlanta because I think they're going to lose by three points. But that's not Wait, enough. what was the spread? By, five uh, and a half. Negative five to Denver? Denver. Okay. So I think Atlanta's going to win. I think Atlanta's going to lose, but I don't think they lose by a touchdown. I think they lose by a field goal. I think... Denver, that's what my instinct tells me. That's a tough one. I think... I think I don't know what the score will be, actually, in this scenario. I feel like Denver's going to hold Atlanta to under four, under 20 points. Yeah. My biggest thing is that... It just depends on what the office gets. This NFL there. season has been every team you think is good... The next week plays really, plays really bad. Like everyone had been talking about how New England is playing out of their mind. They're, they're unstoppable. <laughs> they go 16 0. Given that the fifth string quarterback, put Adelman at quarterback, they'll win. And then they <laughs> lay an egg and don't score a single point. So, isn't that my, what the league wants? They want that kind of parity. So, yeah, but so I think that like, don't the play. instinct would tell, like, my, if I use football knowledge, I would think Denver covers this. They're the best team in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Their quarterback's playing above average, and they have a defense that is probably. Probably one of the A1. best defenses we've ever seen. A1, man. These guys, they're, they're up there with the, the 99 bucks. And Matty Nice. I do not call him Matty Ice. I Matty call him nice? Matty Nice. Because he is so friendly to the defense in pressure <laughs> situations and throws them the ball. I don't call him shit. I call yeah. him get up off the ground. Because the Bucks put him on his ass every game, every year. Anyway. Anyway. What uh, what other interesting games? So the inter- another interesting game is pra- practically a pick em is Bengals-Cowboys. Ooh. <clears throat> Offense, there. yeah. At home, at home for the I'll Cowboys. Take Bengals by what's the spread? So you're picking against Dak. I think you I know, am. The Bengals I'll, put up. I points. will say this: the Cowboys' most impressive games have not been at home. Yeah, 
I think they're comfortable. Ezekiel's been balling, and Dak Ezekiel's been, been doing really well. Balling. I just kind of like I like Bengals to just I'll tell you, launch the ball I, all across I, the field. I like the Bengals at the Cowboys strictly because they're playing on turf, and I feel like without the elements, they're a better Andy, offense. Like the the gingered warrior and Andy <laughs> Dalton and AJ Green will have fun on turf. Would they be the equivalent of the best show on turf? Well, no, no, no. no. I just think I think they they fit better with that. I mean, they, they're, they're they, built like that. Yeah, team. yeah, because they I mean. they play in the AFC North with a bunch of people like slam their heads together, and I feel like that's a team that plays better with speed. <laughs> <laughs> or AFC North, sorry, and yeah, description of AFC North—that's what they like to do. You had the ca- the card, the the uh, the Steelers that, and it, the Ravens, you're right, and the Browns. Right. That's it's just literally like to slam their heads together. Like, oh. let's do nothing productive. Yeah. Let's just have let's let's have Harrison pick up a, a pregnant mom and slam her <laughs> against the ground and kill her, and that, that's fun. That's fun. That's what we do here. We mutilate people. So, what's the spread of that game? It's it's minus one to Cincinnati. It's a pick 'em. It's basically a pick 'em, which is basically like. You think anyone could win? Yeah, it's basically a fifty-fifty. Minus bet. one is a, is almost a push. Is you can't finish in a tie though. I mean, I, you could, but the odds are hella low. Can you I, bet on that? I, I think the Bengals. I think the Bengals are built for this environment, enclosed environment, no weather elements. I think Andy Dalton and them have a good game. I think also the hype train has started to catch up with the Cowboys, where you kind of see it teeter teetering the towards the, the Bengals winning. Hmm. Um, next game is L.A. Rams minus two and a half versus the Bills. I like the Bills here. Bills, Rams at home, 4.30 game in L.A., so practically a 1 o'clock game for for the Bills. Yeah. I, I, let me put it. Rams are 3-1. and one. That is the crappiest 3-1 and one team I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like, they are not good. I mean, they only beat what, the Bucks. Case Vikings. Keenum is your quarterback. Case Keenum is your quarterback. I will reiterate. Casey. Case Keenum is your, is your quarterback, and you paid 40 Million dollars to a receiver that is probably not taller than forty million dollars if you stacked it up <laughs> all in one all in one pillar. That's a quotable right. The now. best thing they have is is uh, Gurley from uh-huh. from Georgia. They also have a, a killer defensive line. Their, the defensive line is their, really good. Their front seven is good. I just do not think that they are a good judge of talent. I watch the hard knocks. Mm. I watch. They t- take their best cornerback. They put them in nickel situations, and then teams basically exploit them on outside. Uh, with outside receivers, I can see that. I all. How do you have all the time to watch all the stuff? But you don't have any kids, so yeah. I don't have any kids. Yeah, that's probably weird. But goes. I have a lot of friends that have made mistakes. So <laughs> shout out to me. <laughs> <laughs> and little Mike, we're calling you that because you like to choke people out. We don't like you. Eleven years ago, <laughs> I rebounded. I haven't had no kids since then, so I like my odds. I haven't seen you take a rebound in a long, long time. Let's just point it like that. But, it's, been, uh, <laughs> it's, been, it's been over years since I hurt my shoulder. We we haven't bought since then. <clears throat> but anyway, so. I just don't think the Rams are, are, are a very good team. I don't. I think they lack a wide receiver position. I don't think their offensive line is really good. I think their defensive line, and like you said, the linebackers are really good. But I put it like this. Hard Knocks, Explosive. Hard Knocks does one or two things. It shows you behind the scenes of an organization and you see why they work so well. Uh-huh. Or it shows you behind the, the scenes of the organization and you wonder how the hell that coach is judging what 83 adults should be doing with their everyday life. And I watched Hard Knocks and I watched Jeff Fisher and I thought – I, Chris Winkie is his quarterback coach. Yeah, Chris Winkie. He wasn't even a good quarterback. Quarter, he he wasn't even a good quarterback, and he <laughs> is a quarterback coach. And now I'll give you this: Trent Dilfer is supposed to be the quarterback guru, mm-hmm. and I've seen I saw Trent Dilfer break down um, the first Giants Trent New England Dilfer's Patriots a, game. A good quarterback analyst. He wasn't a good quarterback. Trent, but that's what I'm saying. Trent <laughs> Dilfer wasn't a good quarterback, but he is a great quarterback analyst. Yeah, no, I'll give him that. Do I, I think he should be coaching the Elite Eleven? I don't know. 
Is that what he's doing? Yeah, he's coaching the Elite 11. I he thought Gruden like, was. No, no, that's the quarterback camp coming out of college. Okay. Like, quarterbacks going from high school to college. Uh, Trent Dilfer does that little quarterback camp. Oh, I got you. Gotcha. We're talking college to pro. Okay. Yeah. 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 Even though they I'm both won Super Bowls. Yeah, but one with the Bucks, one without. The next lines that are interesting. So we talked about Odell Beckham, ODB Jr., and the pa- the Packers are favored seven and a half. My- Packers minus seven and a half over the Giants. Do you think they'll win by more than a touchdown at home in Lambeau Field? Do you think basically you're saying? <clears throat> I don't know. Do you I- think the Do you think the Giants are in a tailspin bad enough to win? Basically, lose by ten points. No, I think the Giants will recover. They'll win. They might win by more than 10. You think the Giants might beat the Packers? I'm not confident in the Packers right now. I'll tell you this. I think the Minnesota Vikings defense is so good. They make they make elite quarterbacks look, look bad. Less than. I Because I, basically what happened was the Minnesota Vikings played Aaron Rodgers and everyone said, holy crap, Aaron Rodgers might be the worst quarterback we were. Or the worst we've seen him to this point. To this day, yeah. Which is basically what the Chiefs did a few years ago with Brady. I remember when people were saying Brady might need to retire because he doesn't look good. He's over the hill. And then they went on and won the Super Bowl. That's hard when a team knows you and they play you twice a year. Yes. And they just... I, I think that this is one where I, I, I would lay the chips on the Packers. I think the, I think the Packers win. I think the Packers win by, by, more than... by 17. And I think people are really on the... What's going wrong with it? I, I just don't think that, the I don't think that, I think the Giants are are the worst two and two team in the league right now. I, I don't think they're very good. I think they have three good receivers. No they have a game. quarterback that does not play very well when he needs to. Yeah, no running game. O line. If you're not in the playoffs and you're in a clutch situation, Eli Manning's not playing well. <laughs> he only plays well on the road to the Super Bowl. If you don't get him there, he's not gonna. If you get him to the playoffs, he's he the best quarterback it. in the history of the okay. NFL. But he's not good in the regular season. He he throw. He he throws a lot of picks. He throws a lot of stupid picks, like that. Like you run a hitch route, and the guy just takes it the other way. I got you, man. Like I said, there's no line for the. I said this earlier. There's no line for the Bucks and Panthers game, but those are the lines that we're talking about. We're gonna explore this more going forward. But I'm oh, telling we play you, yep, yeah, we you play Monday, so there's no line for it right now on Espen. So the, my <laughs> dude, my lock of the week, I would say would would be. I would take the Patriots over the Browns. Coming in a very close second would be New York Giants at Green Bay. Fantasy. I think Green Bay runs away with that game. Fantasy football update: Start all Patriots. Start them all because of ball. Every Patriot possible. Spread around. Love Deion Lewis is on. Deion Lewis is on injured <laughs> reserve. Start him. Start him. He's going to get. He's going to get some TDs. <laughs> yeah, I got you, man. Well, appreciate that lesson and and uh, spreads and bets and overs and unders. I think from here forward, we decided we're going to start picking the over-under every week. Yeah, I think we're going to do the over-under every week, but this week we'll prove whether we'll do it, because if I miss all of them, we will not do it next this week. This will be the end <laughs> of that This will be the end of that segment. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, well, this is uh, episode 10, Masters of Banter. I'm Mike Lake. That's John Michael. And I'm Michael. John Michael. Thank you for joining us this weekend. Glad to be back. Hit us up at shitdivisionmedia.com for all our social media, email, reply, talk, conversate, all that good stuff. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> See you next week.